Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about managing your hunger. If you wanna lose weight, you've gotta manage your hunger, which is different than fighting against your hunger. Totally different. Up until this point, if you want to lose weight, you have most likely been fighting against your hunger because subconsciously you think that the more hungry you are, the better, because the hungrier you are, the faster you're going to lose weight. But that's short-term thinking, that's short-sighted. Because when you get really hungry, you may be able to fight it for a little bit of time, but ultimately you're not gonna be able to fight off being really hungry all the time. It's not going to work. And so a much better strategy is to start managing your hunger, which means that you need to have a sense of where your hunger's at. So we start with the hunger scale, zero to 10. Zero is starving, 10 is stuffed. And you wanna figure out a space where you make the best food decisions and can lose weight. So for a lot of people, that's three, four, five range, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and again, everything's relative, but three, four, five, somewhere in there. So you might feel a slight hunger. That's okay, that's normal. Um, but we don't wanna feel extremely hunger or extremely hungry, because if you're really, really hungry, again, you're just, you can't override that forever. Right? Every, let's just talk about that real quick. When you're hungry, every part of your body starts getting fixated on food, right? Like, like your cells start sending out hormones to want food. Your brain starts getting fixated on food, right? Your senses, your eyes can see the food everywhere. You can hear chip bags opening from across town. You can smell food from all over the neighborhood. It's really difficult to stay in that state and then keep saying no to food. You're fighting against every thing that you are as a biological being, <laughs> very difficult. So a much more human, you know, big brain approach to actually losing weight is to manage your hunger so that you start to realize when I eat this for breakfast, I'm pretty satisfied until lunch. When I eat this for lunch, I'm satisfied until dinner. And we get to that point by understanding that the foods we eat have a huge impact on our hunger. And so again, I could talk about this for an hour, I'm not going to, um, but the big things you wanna look at when it comes to managing your hunger Calorie density, fiber, nutrient density, nutrient variety. So calorie density is the amount of calories in a volume of food. So a cookie's this big and has 100 calories in it. A salad's this big and has 100 calories in it. The salad's gonna be more satisfying. It's gonna make you less hungry over time because there's more fiber in it, okay? So fiber is another thing. There's probably a great chance that you're not eating a lot of fiber in the form of fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. And as you start to increase your fiber intake, you're gonna feel more satisfied. Your hunger's going to lower down. Um, so again, you choose less calorie dense foods, things that take up more volume, less calories in them, uh, more fiberful foods, greens, beans, fruits, vegetables, by the way, they're usually one and the same. Um, usually fruits, greens, vegetables uh, are less calorie dense anyways. And then the other one is nutrient density and nutri nutrient variety. If you're not putting enough nutrients in your body, so if you're start, if you eat a lot of processed foods and you wanna lose weight and you're focusing on not eating so much processed food, you're still gonna be really hungry because part of what's making you really hungry is that you're not getting the micronutrients that your body needs. It's so it's sending you a hunger signal. So again, as we focus on nutrient density and variety, once again, we go back to fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. The more of these things you get into your diet, the more satisfied you're going to feel on a very deep level. And once your hunger's in check, now it's much easier for you to have way more control over your eating, okay? But we can't just go straight at and fight against our hunger as if we're gonna see the hungrier I am, the better my weight loss. Yes, in the very short term, that'll probably get you the fastest results, 
but it's going to get you the shortest term results. So start thinking longer term and start being more strategic that you're not going to try and be as hungry as you could possibly be. You're going to manage your hunger. Again, I tell you this all the time. I'm not walking around with an amazing amount of willpower to choose the right foods. I'm very, very strategic so that I'm always relatively satisfied. I'm never that hungry. So I'm able to stay in a kind of centered place where it's much easier for me to make healthier food choices. And the same thing will happen to you if you take this, you know, to heart. So I wish you the best with this. And uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. We'll get to that. I missed yesterday. You know, Cole, what's up, Karen? How's it going? Um... Because yesterday was kind of a sneak attack holiday for me. I did not know it was Patriots Day. Um, my kids, they had the week off from school too. So I was already prepared for that, but I didn't know it was a holiday. And it's funny, when Monday holidays kind of sneak up on me, I take full advantage of them <laughs> when I can. So uh, yeah, I went skiing yesterday, had a fun time. But uh, yeah, getting back in the saddle. I had basketball practice today. I coach basketball. So we're having our final practices and just playing around. So it's kind of a funny schedule I'm on. But anyways, enough about me. Let's get to you guys. Any questions you have? Uh, tree donum. Ooh, fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. I like all those things. Yeah, then you're in luck. Okay. <laughs> if you like fruits, vegetables, greens, and beans, uh, yeah, you're, you've got a huge advantage over the average person trying to lose weight. Because again, it's not about fighting the hunger. I don't know how many times I could say this. It, and I'm not saying it's so easy. So I don't, I'll make it sound sometimes like, oh, manage your hunger. Um, okay. Like, it's not that easy you got to figure out how to do it specifically to you. So I could, again, I, I give you some best practices, but ultimately you got to figure out how your metabolism works, how your lifestyle works, how your, you know, personality works. You're, you're a unique being and you need to build around that. But if you start this process by building around what works for you and specifically which ways of eating help me to manage my hunger the best, if you go into it with that mindset, I think you're going to be way better off, you know, ultimately because you're creating custom-made strategies built for you. And once you have custom-made strategies, it's way easier to keep them up. Like I know for a fact what I can eat for breakfast. Oops. Uh, I know I know what I eat for breakfast keeps me satisfied until lunch. What I eat for lunch keeps me satisfied till dinner 95% of the time. And so I and I like what I eat because I made it for me. So I'm not forcing myself to follow some diet I hate doing. It's I'm eating the foods I like to eat relatively, right? So it's the healthier. Again, we got clean eating and pleasure eating. So when I'm eating clean, it's clean foods that I like eating. And so it's easier for me to do this. So I try to tell you this because a lot of people don't think of it this way. A lot of dieters are literally just fighting against themselves and thinking that really their weight loss depends on how long they can, you know, fight against the hunger. Um, someone says, I lose weight when I eliminate dinner and eat breakfast and lunch with two snacks. Um... Well, summer one, here's the thing though. And, and, that, and okay, so that's good to know that. But the next question you got to ask is, are you doing that now? Like, are you eliminating dinner now? Have you been eliminating dinner? So everyone pay attention to this because this is the big, this is the big, it's pretty much any diet, but we're especially, the most popular diets right now are keto and um, intermittent fasting. <laughs> so uh, we have to look deeper. We've got to look deeper. And what I mean by that is that you got to stop saying, and again, I'm not saying this is you summer one. Okay. But a lot of times what I'll hear is someone say, Oh, the only way I can lose weight is like, I do keto. Once I do keto, the weight just falls off of me, you know? And so why aren't you, then what, what are you doing with me? Well, I stopped doing keto three years ago. I haven't been able to get myself to do it. But, but when I do keto, oh, the weight just falls right off. That's, that's the way I have to lose weight. You've got to be aware of that because again, we can't just measure a diet success based on the first week or month. 
we've got to take into account, is this a plan that I'm able to stick with long-term? Can I do this long-term? So when we eliminate dinner, maybe that works for you. And if it works for you, great, build around that. And if it doesn't work for you, if you found it was miserable and you really were, were stuck with that and frustrated with it, then find another way. Okay, remember, your weight loss always comes down to just reducing calories. And there's a million ways to do that. So the more you start to really honor yourself and build around who you are, again, the, the quicker you get to a real genuine solution. But, but that's great. If that works for you and that's what you do and you're able to do it, great. And if you struggle with that, there's other ways to do it. Um, just like to make that point. It needs to be made. <laughs> um, Erica, what's up, Erica? I'm seven weeks in and starting to battle the I want this weight to come off faster mentality. Oh, yeah, I get it, Erica. Um, yeah, you're going to deal with that for sure. And um, I, oh, so let's talk a little bit deeper about that. I use that energy. When I, when I was losing weight, I would do that energy, but I always tempered it by only doing things that I was going to do long term. So with program yourself, then we follow an all or not all or something mentality. Okay. Which is to say it's different than the all or nothing mentality most dieters have. So when you're, when you start losing weight and you're seven weeks in, you've lost some weight and you want to go faster, you have to understand that what's going on there is a big part of that is you've probably been really excited the last seven weeks. The weight just starts coming off. Oh, this hasn't been too hard. This is great. And you've been all, you've been more towards all mode though, right? You've been motivated, focused, doing things well. And at some point, things shift off and we don't have that motivation anymore. So we really have to build around how can I stay on track even when I get a little impatient, when I get a little discouraged, when I get a little frustrated. And the first thing that we step into is that we don't always have to be perfect. And this is a weird headspace to step into. It's difficult to do on your own, just to be honest. I talk about this a lot because you've been so conditioned to think all or nothing. It's hard for you not to fall back into that. Um, and lots of things trigger that mindset. This is one of them, one of those common ones. You start getting impatient, so you want to start doing more and more and more cutting, okay? Um, but what I like to do is when I start to feel impatient, I'll ask the question, well, I'll talk to myself first of all. So it's like, again, there, there's only so much weight you can lose at a time. But when I hit like a plateau or it's not coming off that fast, I always go focus on the process. So again, everyone with weight loss is fixated on the outcome. All you're thinking about is how fast am I losing the weight? But what I always balance that out with is how's my process? Meaning, how is it for me to eat this breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, whatever. Again, you start with whatever you're doing. But whatever you've been doing for seven weeks, it becomes a focus on optimizing what you've been doing. And by optimizing, I don't mean cutting more calories. I mean making what you've been doing easier and more enjoyable. Because ultimately, Erica, comes down to the process that you're following. And is it custom-made for you? Is it relatively easy for you? Is it relatively enjoyable? Because if it's not, you're going to exactly hit points like this where you get discouraged, you get frustrated, you get impatient, and you want to do something crazy. And you will do something crazy. You'll start skipping dinner. You'll start doing something else. And next thing you know, a week later, you'll be right back to what you always did. So we really need to fixate on the process and mastering the process. And sometimes mastering the process, ironically, is not doing as well. So again, I know... I can only, I'm bringing this back to like basketball. I play a lot of basketball, play guitar and I'm, I, it could be anything though. It doesn't have to be those two things. It could be a sport. It could be a skill, an instrument, a language. What happens is you do it. When you first do it, it's kind of, it's relatively easy. It's exciting. You're making big gains. It's fun. And at some point, some of that shine wears off a little bit. And now that's, now you're in the game for real though. And this happens with weight loss all the time. The shine comes off the process and that's when everyone stops doing it. And so when the shine comes off a little bit, you almost expect, okay, 
I did my all phase. Now I'm going to go into something phase. And so, again, I'd be setting myself up right now for a plan B, Erica. That's what I would do. Because, again, if we're just about, if the only thing that's been motivating you primarily is the weight loss coming off, it's never going to come off fast enough for you, folks. Never, ever, never. The weight's never going to come off fast enough for you. It's called dopamine. We can always imagine more weight loss. And so we always feel like it's not fast enough. Because you have to think, if you have more than 20, 30 pounds to lose, we're talking about months here, minimum. And you're not going to be perfect for months. You're not going to lose a consistent amount of weight for months, week in and week out. You're not. You're going to have some weeks where you lose three pounds. Then the next week you lose a pound. Then the next week you won't lose any weight. Then you lose four pounds. Then you lose no weight. Then you gain a pound. That's weight loss. That's the best case scenario I just told you too. Okay? So even a best case scenario where you're following all this shit, at some point it starts to plateau, dip up, and all the rest of it. So what's your strategy to deal with that? So you got to focus on that. That, that that's again I, I don't go too much deeper into this but yeah, I'm glad you identified that Erica and now you got to come up with strategies to deal with that. Um Billy says I go off a New Jersey tube from cancer and now hate sweets. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That can happen. Yeah, our body when we change our body um things other things change as well. It's good to think to think about it holistically. Someone says, good point. So I hope that helped you out. Yeah, again, that is a good point, isn't it? Because again, we can't make a big, we can't like, we can't saint our failed diets. <laughs> you know, I like that idea. We can't, um, there's probably a better word to say with that, but we can't, uh, don't do that with the diets that suck and don't work for you. Don't, don't turn them into the amazing That's such a great concept. I'm glad I just thought of that. But um, yeah, don't, don't, oh, keto, keto's, oh, if I lose weight, I gotta do keto, you know? But it's something you think back to why you stopped doing it. Okay, so remember that. All these diets that you're like, oh, that's the, that's how I gotta do it. Oh, when I do keto, when I intermittent fast, oh my God, just the weight goes falling off of me. If you're not doing it now, think back to why you're not doing it. Because there's a lot of wisdom in that. Is it because you fucking don't like doing it? <laughs> and so you gotta figure that out, okay? Uh, let's see here. What's up, Connie? Connie, New Jersey. Happy to report I just had my first all or something experience after being all or nothing for 35 years. That's so great, Connie. I'm super happy for you. The all or something stuff is is the stuff, right? That's the stuff of everything. Anything you've been good at. If you've been doing the... For some reason, there's a lot of nurses in the program right now. And um, nursing is the same thing, right? Again, you can't... When you're a nurse, you got good and bad days, and when you first started, you probably have more bad days than good days because you're overwhelmed learning things. But what's led you to be experienced and, and professional now is not that you were perfect every day. It's that you showed up every day, right? When you were supposed to work. And again, some days you had great days and some days you had shitty days, but you're always there. That's what I'm talking about. And that mindset's the same for anything you're good at. Right? Basketball, I got good and bad days playing basketball. But the important thing is I show up consistently. Guitar, good and bad days. Sometimes I'm practicing a lot, got the time, motivation, all the energy. Sometimes I don't, but I'm always doing something. I'm always showing up at least somewhat. Yoga, I mean, it's, it's just thing after thing. And you'll find in your own life, anything that you've gotten good at over time, it's always the same story. There's no way you could have just mastered and learned it in the first week or month. It took time. And, and again, with diets, have, have stripped that right from your brain. So again, you thinking like a dieter, you just don't appreciate how important the time is. And it's everything. You know, it's, it's the whole story. So that's why I talk about that so much. So that's great. Good for you, Connie. Uh, questions here. What's up, Hannah? Why do I always have the thought I can't lose weight even though I did in the past? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we all have a negativity bias, and it's always like that. I joke around. I was talking about guitar. Guitar, I've been playing for 30 years, and it's just so weird. I've learned so many songs and some really difficult songs, but it's like every time I start a new song, it's like it feels like I'm never going to be able to learn it. So I, I don't know what that's all about. Again, it's partly the negativity bias and, uh, yeah, but, but the reason, you know, yeah, I, I, people think that all the time. They think they're not going to lose weight. That's why I think the first couple pounds are just so important. That's a program I got the first five pounds. I got, I got to sell that. I got the whole thing ready to go, but it, it's, it's how to lose the first five pounds in a different way, different mindset. Cause for a lot of people, it's so anxiety inducing. And this is part of the why is because you don't believe it's going to happen. You know, you really don't believe you're going to lose the weight. That's a huge part of your whole problem. You know, that gets to never, not just the mindset. There's different components of mindset that go into that. But the beliefs you have, your your history and what you remember, that's that negativity bias thing. We always remember the negative stuff more than the positive stuff. Um, you know, your, your self-image. I've tried to lose weight for 30 years and I've been able to do it, so I can't do it. You know, that contributes to it. Um, the diet thing's a huge part of that because you've tried so many diets and none of them work. So you say, oh shit, I've tried fucking everything. Nothing works. So it's never going to work. You buy that into it. So, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a conglomeration of a lot of things. But the first step, Hannah, is exactly what you're doing is awareness. You always hear me say this. Awareness precedes change because you don't know what to do, folks. I'll tell you, man, if one more person who wants to lose weight tells me, Jim, I know what I got to do. I just need to get myself to do it. I'm going to fucking scream. That, that's not going to work. How many times have you been saying that shit to yourself? You got to learn. You need to step into a new level. You got to step into a new reality. And it starts by being aware first of what your shortcomings are now. And so realizing that, Hannah, is the first step to solving it. Why do I always have the thought that I can't lose weight even though I did in the past is a great starting point. And now we want to bring it to how do I want to feel about this? What do I truly believe about it? And so I would spend some time with this. Is that true? And you quickly find out, no, it's not. But I feel the same way every time I start weight loss. When I stick with it, I always lose weight. And so I, I step into the... Our brain does this all the time. Our brain is telling us bullshit all the time. And you all are stuck in the bullshit constantly because you don't know how to run your mind. And so your mind is always chattering in your head. You're always talking to yourself. It's called your internal dialogue. But what it's chattering is keeping you overweight because primarily what you're asking is problem-oriented questions. Why can't I lose the weight? Why, why do I keep eating like shit? Why, do, why don't I stop eating the ice cream? Why don't I start eating healthier? You're always asking these questions about why you're screwing up and your brain just loves generating bullshit reasons. Okay, and so I'm telling you right now, if you want to lose weight and you haven't been able to, the core reason is always mindset, in my opinion, because you're constantly filling your head up with bullshit that's not true. And so Hannah here has identified one of the grabbed it. Hold on, you thought you limiting belief. Come here. And now what you got to do is you question it just like you've done, Hannah. But you got to take a step further because this is a thought you are consistently generating. Every time you start thinking about weight loss, you're generating that thought. And usually what happens is it discourages you before you do anything. Now you go a little further and it'll discourage you eventually if you don't deal with it. So the way you deal with it, you grab it out of the air and you say, I always think I'm not going to lose weight. I believe I'm not going to lose weight. Is that true? No, it's not true. Hannah, you think this every time you go to lose weight and you when you stick with it, you always lose weight cool. That's a new belief I want to have. No, I can lose weight. When I stick with it, I always do. You know what I mean? So you replace it with a more empowering belief. So that's the process I would suggest for you. Um, Lisa, so true. See the bigger picture. Definitely. I've lost six stone up and down over the last year or so. Wow. Nice job, Lisa. It's quite a, quite an accomplishment. Um, don't glorify what hasn't worked, right? For sure. Dieters are classics for, they are, dieters are the most 
they'll glorify diets more than anyone that don't work. I can't tell you the number of people that sit here and fucking argue with me about keto. They ain't even doing it. <laughs> what, do, what do you, why are you arguing with me about keto or intermittent fasting or some other bullshit and how great it is when you're not doing it? I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm telling you I do and what I'm arguing for, I do for 30 years and I love doing it. I anticipate doing it another hundred years, but I'm not sitting here arguing for some fucking diet that doesn't work. It's, it's, you, someone have to explain it to me. I don't understand it. You know what I mean? It's like, why don't you just admit it doesn't work for you? You don't like doing it. So, oh, no, no, keto. When I do keto, I'll drop weight. Oh, it just falls off of me. Well, what are you telling yourself? Then go do that. <laughs> you know? It's so funny. Yep. Got you gain it back. Um, I had that. I just decided my time was now. Yeah, for sure. But... Again, deciding it now, but but again, Hannah, that's what I'm saying. Like the first thing is just identifying the belief, the limiting belief, and then addressing it and replacing it with a more empowering belief. It's not hard to do. I always say this, like a lot of times we have these limiting beliefs in the back of our head. And I always use this as a metaphor, but it's like this little belief in the back of our head that just kind of gets whispered. It's like, what's the point? You always, you can't do this. You're never going to lose weight. You could you do everything perfect. You're still not going to lose the weight. And it whispers that. And the rest of us just like, it's like, oh, that's true. And so a lot of times what happens is we're not even aware of that little belief. That's why I say the awareness is so important. You right now, if you're struggling with your weight, you're being controlled by little b thoughts and beliefs that you're having in your head that you're not even aware of. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that you don't know what to eat. It has everything to do with that you don't know what you're thinking and it's sabotaging you. And so once you realize these little beliefs, what we do is we, we grab them and we pull them out. I remember at one, one of the clear ones I had, and I've had a million of them, but one big one I remember is I'd lost the weight and it'd been like five, six years into it. And I remember I was driving around and I was somewhere and I was thinking, what am I going to do when I get older and put the weight on? And I was like, oh, I grabbed it, right? Because I caught it. And I said, no, why would I, I'm not going to put the weight back on. I have a plan that I'm planning on living forever. I really love it. Now, again, it was fine. You know, this is what happens. This is the work that I'm talking about. But um, it's normal for me to think that. Everyone I look around as they got older, they're all overweight. So it's normal to think that. And then everyone always tell me, especially a, a certain woman I grew up with, <laughs> she would always tell me, because I was thin growing up, she said, oh, wait, wait till you get older. I was thin growing up too. Wait till you get older. You'll put all the weight on. You got to put the weight on. You got to put the weight on. You put the weight on. And you hear that enough, you start to believe it, you know, whether it's true or not. And so, yeah, you got to grasp these little limiting beliefs and question them. And if they're shitty ones, you got to come up with more empowering ones. Don't be scared of those limiting beliefs. Grab them and, and fight them. Face them and fight them and overcome them. I, I really believe that's the best way forward. Um, let's see. Erica says, thanks, Jim. That was helpful. I won't give up or go back to fads. We'll focus on optimizing my strategy. Yeah, exactly, Erica. It's just staying with it and realizing that there's, there's ups and downs. This is like, this is the biggest thing of you as a dieter, folks, that you've got this diet mindset. There's no ups and downs in a diet mindset. There's all or nothing. So it's like you start and you're 100% perfect for a couple days or a couple weeks. And the second the mistake comes, you think it's going to sabotage all your success and you just start, you do nothing. You get impatient, you get frustrated, you get disappointed and you don't do anything. It's riding out the lows that's the most important piece for your weight loss success. You're not always going to be perfect. This is why the diet is a trap. The diets want you to be overweight. If you don't know, all the big diets you're referencing to learn to, how to lose weight are all owned by big food companies. Weight Watchers is owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, Carvel, and Cinnabon. 
Um, the company owns Slim Fast, the same company owns Ben and Jerry's ice cream. These companies don't want you to lose weight. They want to get you coming and going. And while you're thinking about weight loss, they want to fill your head with a bunch of fucking rocks and nothing that works. And so when you think about dieting, it's this hundred mile an hour, all or nothing process for a couple days or weeks. And then you go back to what you always do. So again, the, the, your, your, your out the gate sprint is, I'm not impressed by that. Okay. Even if it's seven weeks, Eric, I got, now I'm impressed that you started and you're with it for seven weeks because that's longer than most people. But now you're in the real, now you're really in it. Now you're in the game. Okay. Congratulations. Welcome to the game. Okay. You weren't in the game before. Cause even when you're just like, Oh, everything's going great. Hey, this feels good. This is fun. This is exciting. This is motivating. Yeah. Great. Well, that's easy. That's the easy time to keep it going. As well as like, oh my God, this is never going to work. Holy shit, this is going to take forever. I didn't know it was going to take this long. Well, what do you say to that? Right? My brain says, holy shit, this is going to take forever. I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. And it's not going to take forever, by the way, brain. It's probably going to take six months, a year. So what? Oh, because I hit a week or two where I didn't get any results? Who gives a shit? I'm in this for the long run because most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. If I fixate on a year and really mastering my weight, I'm going to master my weight once and for all. The weight's going to come off and it's going to happen in an easy, enjoyable, comfortable way for me. That's how you go out of a shitty limiting belief. Do you hear that? Did you hear that? Okay. I don't have any shitty limiting beliefs. I, I, I want to clarify. I do still have some shitty limiting beliefs. Um, they're still there. I still say negative stuff. So it ne that never necessarily goes away. But I have this other voice in my head that's the most powerful voice now. And that's the part of the weight mastery piece. And so I catch these little things I'll say to myself sometimes. And I override them with a more positive voice that I've developed. So that's kind of just one more way to explain what I, I'm talking about here. Um... um how do I stop binging? Yes, great question. I get to ask this every day. You don't stop binging. That's not the first thing you're going to do. The first thing you got to do when it comes to the binging is that you need to understand it, okay? Five minutes before you start binging, I want you to pay attention to two things, your hunger level, your emotions. I want to know where your hunger's at five minutes before you start binging, and I want to know where you're at emotionally. And those are the two big things that trigger most binges. There might be some other things. Those are the two big ones. Um, and they might be combined. So start to notice the pattern because your binging has a pattern. You're not just randomly binging in different ways every time you binge, I promise you. There's very specific patterns you're following. And once you start to notice what's triggering the binge in terms of hunger and, and emotion, um, that's the first step to preventing the binge. Do you understand? You're not stopping it because something is, is leading you to binge. If you're starving, you didn't eat all day and now you binge in the afternoon. Well, that you can't just stop the binge because the problem is you're hungry. And so it's a shitty strategy in terms of how to manage your hunger, in my opinion. Um, emotional, right? You get into this real emotional, negative emotional state, and then you go and binge. You can't just stop the binging in that negative emotional state. You see what I mean? So you got to look deeper in it, and we need to figure out how to prevent. How to prevent the hunger It's pretty easy. Don't, don't re over-restrict so you get starving. Uh, and the emotional piece is, how can I genuinely deal with the emotions that I'm experiencing? How can I feel the emotions I want to feel and deal with the shitty emotions I don't want to feel without food? And usually those will bring you a far away towards the binging. Um, Don says, remove, I'll start diet on day. On X day is a great start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tina says, I always find a way to self-sabotage myself progress. My, yeah, find myself progress. Um, yeah, a lot of people self-sabotage themselves. I don't technically think it's self-sabotage. I think there's a complete vacuum and lack of 
knowing how to live at your goal weight. I don't think you know how to think like a thin and healthy person. I mean, like if I asked you how, you know, tell me how to say, uh, you know, library in Chinese and you don't know an answer for that. Would you say you're self-sabotaging yourself or would you say, I don't know how to, I don't know that word. Okay. So I think self-sabotage, I think is bullshit because I think you're saying self-sabotage within the context that I should just be able to force myself to eat the right way. I should just be able to f f make myself live the right way. And I don't see how that ever works because you don't even know how to live the right way. You don't know how to eat the right way. You have a vague sense that I shouldn't eat ice cream. I should eat vegetables and fruits, but that's such a vague, that's like saying, I always do this with the piano that if you don't know how to play the piano, you know, you'd, you'd find someone that said, oh, the piano, that's easy. I never played before, but it's easy. All you got to do is hit the right keys in the right order at the right time. It's simple, right? We'd all, that person's an asshole, right? That's how we define that person. But isn't that kind of what we're doing with the, with the dieting? Because it's like these vague, I just have to stop eating carbs. Okay, well, what do you do when you're really, really hungry? What do you do when you got to go to work and you're starving? What do you do when you're just destroyed emotionally, you're really upset? You, you have no answers for that. So is it self-sabotage or is that you've never learned how to think like a thin, healthy person, live like a thin, healthy person, and eat like a thin, healthy person? Because if you think it's self-sabotage, you think you already know what to do and you just need to get yourself to do it. And if you realize, oh, it's because I don't know how to do these things, then you put yourself in a position to actually learn how to do these things. Um... And it says you're helping us more than you think you are. I think I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate that. Um, how do I stop binge? I've been doing it for so many years. I think I just answered that. So I, I hope that helps you. I, if it, if it if you want to go deeper with it, just let me know some more questions. Refer to what I said. Lifelong Weight Watchers friends of mine. It shouldn't need to be something you pay for forever. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you've been a Weight Watcher for 20 years and it hasn't worked, you know. But I was just thinking this that. In, in neurolinguistic programming, we have these presuppositions. They're, they're kind of like our, our Ten Commandments that we have to constantly remind ourselves of. But one of my favorite ones is that if something doesn't work, do something different. And humans don't do that naturally. That's why we need the pre, that's why we need to be reminded of that because our brain, once it wires something up, now it's easy. Even if it's the wrong thing, we will do it because it's actually easier because we now have the neural patterns for it. So it's easier just to keep running the same neural pattern than it is to create a new one. And so that's why you find people that have been doing Weight Watchers for 30 years, keto for 15 years, or some version of it, um, dieting for 40 years. You know, it, it's our brain just wants to keep doing the same thing because it's familiar and it, it's easier. So you got to step out of that, though. Um, Connie says, I still catch self telling how I lost nearly 100 pounds on Atkins in the early 2000s as if it worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> exactly, Connie. But once you realize, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's the awareness piece. Once you start to realize... I promise you this, folks, because I, man, you, if you took my brain, if you could pop my brain into anyone's body, we'd start losing weight immediately. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you're a menopausal woman with insulin resistance, Hashimoto's, PCOS, and uh, thyroid issues. We will still start losing weight because I am a master of weight. I understand the mindset, the lifestyle, and the eating of how to live at your goal weight. And it's, there's no luck involved. It's not a willpower game. It's almost pure strategy and technique. And you're, the reason you're overweight is because you're eating too many calories consistently. And the way to reduce your weight overall is to reduce the calories you're consuming. And it's that simple, but it takes a lot of granular kind of strategies and techniques to actually make that a reality. And they're the ones you're never looking at.
So again, the, the weight mastery pyramid is mindset, lifestyle, eating. And um, for any of you not in my world, go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session that I give you. That, that will help you with this. Um, Kelly says, say it, write it down. Think I don't, I don't binge. I don't let my emotions control me. Um, that's good, Kelly. I'll give you one upgrade on that. One thing we want to be careful of is how the words we're using. So again, our subconscious mind does not understand negatives. If I tell you, don't think about a banana, you're probably thinking about a banana. Okay. So I wouldn't want to say I don't binge because I don't want to put the word binge in my mind. I don't want to light up the neural networks of binging. I would rather describe the solution. Now, of course, we can't describe the solution until we know what causes the problem. That's why I was asking, is it a over-restriction hunger issue um, or is it an emotional issue primarily? There might be a little of both. But once, let's just say it is emotional. Um, say when you get really stressed out, you binge eat. Okay, let's just say that's the example. My solution would not be, uh, when I get stressed, I don't binge. That, that to me is not a solution. What I would say is when I get stressed out, I relax my shoulders, straighten up, take a deep breath, calm myself down and focus on my goals, something like that. So again, it's, it's very, very explicit. Everything I'm saying is about the direction I want to go in. Okay. So be careful of those words. We don't want to just focus on, I, I gotta, I'm going to, I don't binge. I don't overeat. I don't get it stressed out. Right. We, we don't want to, the don'ts, that's a good starting point. And I think we're better off. Typically I don't binge. I stay in control of my eating. Even when I get stressed, I'm able to relax, calm down, and eat just the right amount. So, so again, it may feel like a jump at first, but that's all right. That's where we start to change from is articulating the, the solution the way we want it to go. Right? Um, yep, the rubber meets the road once the initial excitement wears off. Yeah, exactly. And so once you realize that, this is why you've got to have an all or something mindset, in my opinion, because you ain't going to be all all the time. You're all the first couple of weeks or months or you know a couple of days, weeks of your diet. You're all, you're all excited. It's, it, it happens with everything. I was just working with a client who did dry January. Okay. And so, you know, they drank a lot more uh, during the holidays and they were ready to take a break anyways. It's kind of exciting to do a challenge like that. No alcohol. So there's a lot of excitement initially, but that usually wears off. That's normal, natural. So we're not looking to see most dieters are trying to ride that fucking excitement out for, for months or years. It's not going to last. And so as soon as the excitement goes away, you just you get nothing left. So that's why we program yourself then. We, we don't build around the weight loss. We build it around strategic shifts in your behavior, even to the point that we don't. I don't give you a meal plan so you start losing weight right away. What I do is I give you a five-minute hypnosis session, listen in the morning. Now listen, the hypnosis is important because of what you're hearing for sure. But the bigger piece is that you're training yourself to relax and calm down in the morning. And then at night, there's a 10-minute session, if you choose to listen to it, where you relax and calm down. One of the core reasons that you're struggling with your weight is that you're struggling with your stress. So again, we want to we wanna aim at foundational pillars of your weight mastery. Not just this, oh, I'm going to do everything right starting tomorrow, so I lose the weight. Yeah, but you have no foundation under you. I always joke, it's like, you know, dieters, it's like they're building their house from the top roof down. You know, and it's like you have no foundation under you at all because the second the initial motivation wears off and when does it wear off? It wears off. It's relative too. it's funny. It's not even a week where you put weight on. It's a week where you didn't lose any weight or a week where you only lost a pound. And how does that feel for you? Then you know how it feels. It feels devastating and you can't keep going because you hit this point where you get impatient and frustrated and annoyed and all the rest of it. And it's this place. This is really when the game starts. This is why. 
again, if you're only focusing on weight loss, you're fucked because the weight loss is inconsistent and unpredictable in the short term. You're, you can do everything perfect for a month. There's going to be some weeks where you lose a considerable amount of weight, some weeks where you probably lose no weight. So how are you going to deal with that? So when you're just focused on losing weight, that's the only thing that matters. And as soon as you hit a, a week that doesn't match up to what you expected, that's when you get blown off track. It's the same fucking pattern every time. Can you can you start to realize that? Because what's the point? I, I just, oh my God. It, it's like dieters do the same, the same fucking, <laughs> they do the same 10% of dieting every time. They start off the exact same way and last the same amount of time every time pretty much. You got to see that. Yes, remove timelines has been my biggest strategy. You see that, folks? Don, Don's killing it. So removing timelines is a huge part. You hear me talk about that. Every day I try to talk about it a different way. I don't feel like talking about it right now, though. But <laughs> uh, I think that's what I really need to do. Stop calculating timelines. Yeah, the timelines are a nightmare. That's why I hate the calorie calculators. I hate them because they're all just guesstimates. And um, what they do is they set you up for failure because, again... Oh, I'm going to lose two pounds a week. I'm going to lose a pound and a half a week. Uh, no, you're not. No, you're not. Maybe, yeah, over a year, maybe that's what it'll average, average out to. But week to week, it's not always going to be the same. And you don't have the ability to, to handle a week where you put a pound on. Right? You, you got no foundation under you. You're just teetering. And the first thing that goes wrong, it knocks you totally off course. So you need more foundation under you. That, that's everything I teach. You know, so again, if you want to learn some of that, go get the go to my bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, watch the training. Most importantly, three steps to master your weight. Yeah, it's a game changer. I'm usually starving before a binge and really stressed. I focused more on having breakfast. I'd like to draw or paint instead. That sounds a lot more satisfying. Well, there you go. Right, and I believe we went through that at one point, Trade Donum. I, I believe. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying your name right. Right, Trade Trade Donum. But anyways, that, that's the point. You need strategies, folks. You can't rely on willpower. Good Lord. The willpower thing, I could talk about that all day long because it's like, it's amazing. It's not really that amazing to me. I think when it comes to weight loss, there's a lot of, a lot of people want you to just rely on willpower. But willpower doesn't work. Do, do you get that? No, I'm not saying you don't use willpower. You use willpower, but it's like a muscle. You got to... You can't overuse. Well, you you can't overuse it. You know, you can't over rely on willpower because it's not there for you. If it was, none of us would be here talking. We would just do what we know we should. You're not. You're like you only got a finite amount of willpower every day. So, the, see what what Trudeau I'm saying is is that strategic? That's a strategic thing. What's up, Arena? I'm doing great. This weekend happened something amazing. I did pleasure evening and really enjoyed quality food. And didn't overeat. Hey, and really enjoyed it. It was so amazing. Next level feeling. I know, Lorena. I try and tell these people all the time. The pleasure eating, the pleasure, I mean, oh. <laughs> I was getting, I don't get to this point where I was like, I, I think my program's so great, but it really is so unique. But part of the program is like, there's pleasure eating days and, and clean eating days. Clean eating days, pleasure eating days. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. That's a philosophy. It doesn't have to be those exact numbers for you if those don't work for you. But the point is that I think you got to categorize. Say this day, I'm gonna. It's a clean eating day. This day is a pleasure eating day, and uh, you learn so much from doing that. You're not perfect with it right away. Yeah, you first you you do a couple pleasure days, maybe overeat. But what happens is you start to learn how to eat for pleasure because you all don't know how to eat for pleasure. 
Your, your idea of eating for pleasure is to eat everything. That's not the most pleasure you can get out of food. So once you realize that, things start changing in a pretty dramatic way. And then the other side of that model is that you practice getting back on track every day or every week. Don't you think that would be an important skill to practice? <laughs> Where would you be in your weight loss journey if you were better at getting back on track quickly? You know, I don't know. Sometimes weight is so funny because it's like the most profound ideas aren't that complicated or brilliant. They're just things that no one ever mentions, you know, but you're not good at getting back on track quickly for a number of reasons. So once you are, it makes everything else easier. Shayla says, watched your hypnosis video and feeling inspired. Awesome job, Shayla. Great job watching that. Um, well, not even food related, but I don't get going because I'm stressing in the morning and at night. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, oh, tree donum. Okay. Um, yeah, well, that's the interesting part too. You know, everything I'm doing, it's always like a little bit of a Trojan horse in a sense where I'm talking a lot about weight, but really what I'm talking about is personal development. And so, you know, in the program, we, we the, the program yourself in techniques, a huge part of the program. It's a two minute hypnosis technique you use at night. Uh, but that technique is something you can use for all areas of your life because you're constantly programming yourself with everything, your relationships, your money, your hobbies, your you know happiness, all, all the things that are important in your life. Your mental programming is, has a huge impact on them, dictating a bunch of it. So uh, it's always interesting when you start learning these things and using them for things that transcend your weight and, and go towards you being a better version of yourself, being happier, healthier, you know, having a better quality of life. Um, yeah. if I were let on willpower I'd be hosed as I fight these shingles out of me oh yeah right exactly yeah Don's dealing with shingles so she's depleted you know which means you're gonna have less willpower but that's the reason why willpower is not good for any of us because A to begin with you're already depleted just starting off I mean weight weight loss people are the most depleted you've been all you do is think about weight you've been trying to lose weight for so long you get you so upset life's stressful enough you're already depleted and there's what tomorrow and this week's funny i love this week is hilarious because every time there's a monday holiday that's just another blown week right because you can't start your plan on a tuesday you thought you could yesterday but it turns out you can't because you can only start your diet plan on a monday and uh so now you're stuck but it's not too late for you, you can always get the program yourself thin system i mean 300 bucks now by the way folks you know i used to just um used to be a thousand bucks because I, I sold it with my coaching, my group coaching, but I separated them now. And what I did is for the group program, uh, or not, not for the group program, for the, for the program yourself then, is I'm doing a live call on Tuesdays. So today, today will be the first live call at 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, every, every Tuesday for eight weeks, you get access to those. So I, I really love this. This was the missing piece for me. I didn't like selling the program on its own because... It, it's not that it's hard. It's not hard, but it's like sometimes there's questions and I like being there to able to answer them. But I know some people can't do the coaching. So this is kind of like the most elegant solution. So yeah, every Tuesday we got live calls where I'll cover something for about a half hour or so. And then um, if you have questions, you can write them in and I can help you, you know, through the program. But, you know, we're not talking $297, you know, and you can split the payments up. I, I mean, at this point here, and I guarantee it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I always think like if, you, if you're really, if, if you're even remotely serious, you know, you got to invest in yourself. I, you know, most people, you know, there's the occasional outliers, always outliers. Um, and I'm here for you anyway. So it's like, you don't have to give me a penny. I will always be here to help you. 
through my podcast and through some other things I got coming. Um, but yeah, the program, I mean, there's what you learn. So that's a huge part of it. But I, the other part is too, is just committing to it, you know, make, making a financial investment in yourself and doing the program. But once you do that, again, you end up with your weight mastery blueprints, which go into detail with all the stuff I talk about. You learn the program yourself in technique, and then you just get hypnosis out your ears that really changes you at a very core level. But, um, you know, because it's just, you need more than just knowing what to do, right? Lorena says, I don't have words to describe the feeling, what I got from eating normal portion, pleasure food, and didn't feel hard after that. that that's what I'm trying to say, everyone. I hope everyone gets that. When you eat for pleasure, like real, see, like you've been conditioned by the food companies to not even know what pleasure is. Do you think, do you think that, uh, pleasure the most pleasure you can get out of food is to eat so much of it that you feel like shit afterwards physically mentally and emotionally think about that that's like your gut level instant reflex response that pleasure eating so i could eat all the ice cream you know and you've been conditioned to think that way by the food industry but uh it's uh it's not true the most pleasure you can get out of eating is when you eat at your goal weight but preceding that is eating in a moderated way where you're in control. And Lorena just said that because it feels amazing. You know, again, there's eating all the ice cream. And so, yeah, you got a little bit more taste flavor for the extra five minutes, but then there's eating just the right amount of ice cream. So you still got the flavor of the ice cream and now you get all the extra benefit of eating in a way that was works for you. You know, it's going to lead you to lose the weight you want to lose to do the things you want to do. And I don't know how that can't be more pleasurable. And that's just the initial pleasure. You know, and the weight starts coming out, it's even better. Um, Karen says, my biggest downfall is portions now. Yeah, sure. I get that, Karen. So you focus on those, you know, and, and we don't focus on all the portions. Focus on the biggest portion. It's probably dinner. Okay, so really bring your attention to dinner first and work on cutting those portions down by saying, I'm going to take a smaller portion, but also simultaneously, what can I do to go into dinner feeling less hungry? you know, if dinner is a thing. And so that might be like adding an apple into your repertoire in the afternoon, you have an apple and maybe that, that takes the edge off the hunger. So, um, but again, great job isolating that and, and now go to work on it. Um, kind of says mind blown, Jim, again, very good. Um, if I track calories for a bit to see where I'm at and to fine tune, do you recommend tracking vegetables and fruits too? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I definitely recommend that, especially using the chronometer there. Uh, it it'll give you more details. I'm gonna start. I've I've never tracked, but uh, I was trying to think. I'm making a I'm making enchiladas tonight. So make sure I got everything for the ingredients. But uh, yeah, yeah. Track, of course, track vegetables and fruits. Um, for sure. Don says, how does split up payments work? Um, split payments are, I think it's it's 297 whole. I think it's 167, two payments, 167, 30 days apart. And if that's it, it's too much, I can break it down into like maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Four payments of like know, 85 bucks, something. I don't know. Have you ever done nutrition response testing? No, I have not done that. I'm assuming that's like a, like an allergy test. What is that? Nutrition. Uh, 
is a non-invasive system that analyzes the body and organ function to determine the causes of ill health. Um, no, I, I've not done that, and I don't. I couldn't say much to it. Um, I see a lot of holistic stuff, so I don't know. I, I'd be careful that stuff. I don't know. Like sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of money made off of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know enough about. It. I'm just gonna say I don't know. I, all I'm saying is I look it up for the first time and I see, I see words that make me skeptical. And so I don't know anything about it though, but I just see words that make me, I would look more into it. Um, Cause I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know what it, not, I'm going to look more into this. I'll have a better answer for you tomorrow. I don't read too much of it now, but. A professional trained in nutrition response testing. They can detect how your organs are functioning. So that's what I mean. Like I was going to say that, right? The test can also help you identify food allergies or nutritional deficiencies. So that's what I mean. That's why I started off with the, I started off with the, with the allergy, allergy testing. Now that's all legit. That That's totally legit. So I feel like I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I mean, listen, once I get to chiropractor, I'm just going to say it out loud. Okay. Cause I got, this is the beauty of my, what I do is I, luckily I got plenty of people pay me a, a ton of money to work with me and help them master their weight. And then um, in my group sessions and plenty of people, you know, so, so I got the Robin Hood model. So I'm able to give things away for free and I'm able to be honest with you. And uh, I will tell you something. Don't get upset with me. I'm just going to share an opinion, take it or leave it. But sometimes when I see a chiropractor thing next to whole body systeming and nutrition, I don't know. I don't know if they got the skill sets to analyze. I don't know if a, if a chiropractor has the the experience or the the wisdom to understand organ functioning i think sometimes there's big words used that don't mean a whole lot organ functioning being one of them you know so i don't know i don't know if a chiropractor could do a test and tell you if your organs are functioning right i don't believe that is what i'm going to say don't get upset with me if you're a chiropractor you, you can do that cool but i've heard a lot of people that make wild claims so there's that <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. And again, I could be wrong. You know what I mean? But I think someone's got to say it. So here I am saying it. Um, do you do a holistic approach? Oh, absolutely. My approach is, is as comprehensive and holistic as it gets. Because, and I, I talk about the weight mastery pyramid, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so the mindset's got six sections and lifestyles, eight habits, specifically in order of importance, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. So I show you how to weave these into your life. And I might sound like a lot, but everything I do is very, very practical. And so I show you how to start getting these into your life because they make a, a, a cellular level shift. A, you know what I mean? They change you at a, a core level. When you start doing all these things, it changes you in every way possible in, um, in a positive way. So there's that. Then there's eating. And again, it's a, it's a strategic approach to it. It's, it's not just like, oh, here's the eating plan. It's starting to figure out what's going to work best for you. So yeah, I, I think it's as holistic as it gets for weight loss. Um, but I think in a very practical, holistic way, I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying holistic type things. Listen, I'm a yoga instructor. So I know, I know, I know I've been around things that are pseudo medical. I, I would say yoga. Some people take it that direction. Ayurvedic medicine. Okay. It, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting it, but I'm just saying sometimes there's claims made and they do it less, you know, than, than some other things I see. But sometimes people make like, claims 
I had a physiologist that, that put my mom almost in a hospital trying to treat her vertigo, you know? And it's like, I don't know. You, you can't, listen, I'm a hypnotist. So it's like, the hypnotist will say they can fix shit they can't. So it, it's rampant in all sorts of things. But anyways, I don't get all negative. But yeah, program yourself then is about as holistic as it gets because it's about really mastering your mindset, your lifestyle, and your eating using a hypnosis-based process. So I teach you a technique. It's called the program yourself then technique. It takes about a minute or two. But it gives you control over your own mind. And then there's a ton of hypnosis. Um, I deliver the program through the phone because I know tomorrow morning I'll look at your phone first thing. There's going to be a message from me. It's an eight-week program. And so you listen to your five-minute session in the morning. You get a reminder at night to do your technique and to listen to the sleep gnosis session if you want to. And um, the hypnosis is really powerful as a supplement to the whole program. But the core of it is filling out your weight mastery blueprints and learning how to use the program yourself in techniques so you can use it on yourself. And it's really easy to do. We're actually going to cover that today. That's the cool thing. So um, we're going to cover how to do the redo rehearsal technique today in the lesson. So um, Lady Lex says, what's your program about? Or is it in your profile? Um, yeah, you can go to programyourselfthin.com and find out about it um, if you want to look it up. But yeah, it's an eight-week program where, again, the, the main, the core of the program is the weight mastery blueprints and the program yourself then technique. So I would say it's kind of like there's two things you need to master your weight. You need to know what to do and you need to know how to get yourself to do it. The weight mastery blueprints are what to do and the program yourself then technique is how to get yourself to do it. And so, um, hold on one second. So, yeah, so uh, you got to know what to do and how to get yourself to do it. And that's the two things that the weight mastery blueprint, the program yourself thin technique. And then, like I said, there's just there's so much more that comes with the program. I don't want to overwhelm you because it's hard to me just talking about it. But, yeah, there's there's a hypnosis library. There's literally every day you get a five minute hypnosis session. So that that's like 60 five minute hypnosis sessions you listen in the morning. They're real easy, though. That's the point I'm trying to make. I want to make your weight mastery easy. And so like jumping into a keto plan tomorrow is not easy. <laughs> That's really hard. And so I'm looking to weave this into your life in an easy and comfortable way. So the five minute sessions in the morning do that because what happens is again, you're getting multiple benefits. You're getting to relax and calm down physically, mentally, emotionally. You're learning about to be aware of what's going on inside of you in a bunch of different ways. And then you're getting all this positive stuff in your mind. Because every session, every five-minute session has a weight loss mantra in it. Each session's built around a weight loss mantra. So it's like, you know, you get the mantra, you look at it, you read it, you go to the page, there's a little quote about it, then you listen to the hypnosis session. So there's a lot of, like, reinforcement in the program. I, what I'm looking to do is I like to call, like, a weight mastery cocoon. I'm looking to create this environment that you kind of go into, and I can kind of go to work on you in an intense way. It's an immersion program, no doubt about it. But it's like, you know, it's 15, 20 minutes a day, you know, for eight weeks. And th that's, again, that's if you want to do the, all of it and um, listen to the five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. But uh, if you don't want to do the 10 minutes at night, it's a seven minute a day program, <laughs> you know? So if you don't have seven minutes a day to focus on your weight, then, you know, hey, tough shit. You're, you're not committed enough. You're never going to get results. So there's got to be some level of commitment. But it doesn't have to be going to the gym every day. It doesn't have to be completely cutting carbs out. It doesn't have to be, have to stop eating for 16 hours. It doesn't have to be these drastic, drastic whacks at the weight loss that you've been doing. We can do it in a much more comfortable, easy way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And so that's the big paradigm shift that a lot of people experience with Program Yourself Then. Um, 
yeah, John says the food strategy is easy. Managing my emotions has been 90% of the work for me. Total mindset shift. Yeah. I was in diet mindset jail before program yourself then, right? Yeah. John's like that because, uh, John's got a funny story. He started literally on new year's day, but he was this close, this close to going back to keto and start his yearly, his yearly keto, um, intermittent fasting diet. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a, he's a funny story because he's, he's killing on program yourself then, um, lost a bunch of weight, but the big thing is it's the mindset shift, which is brand new for him. And I think he's going to find it. it. That turns out to be the missing piece of the puzzle. Um, because again, it's so funny I mean, John's a super smart dude. So it's like, you know, a lot of times what we do isn't really relative to our wisdom and how smart we are. It's more about, we just keep doing the same shit, you know, and we just don't know there's a better way uh, or just aren't aware of something. So once John realized the mindset piece, you know, again, he's, he's kind of like an ideal client. Again, when people, that's why I, I listen, the, the group's a little more, you know what I mean? To work with me, but that's the value of the century. But when the right people find out about that offer, they take it, you know, those, those are the people in the program. So it's a pleasure to work with them. Um, but you know, when you're really serious, you've tried everything else. Don't say I've tried everything and nothing works. Just say I've tried everything I've tried till now hasn't worked. I got to do something different. And again, pretty result is probably one of the more different things you'll find. Um, all right, well, looks like that was the last question. That might be a good place to wrap it up. One o'clock here, I gotta get ready for some stuff. Um, again, if you if you are not in my world, go to the bio, click the link at the hypnosis session, listen to the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you, read the emails I send you every day. Uh, if you're interested in the program itself without the coaching, uh, yeah, we're doing live classes every Tuesday now. So if you get in today, we'll be doing it at three o'clock. Uh, is when the the call is and so uh anything else yeah listen to the podcast podcast is program yourself then uh it's on all the podcast platforms check it out if you enjoy it leave a review appreciate that and uh yeah be a superstar right you you got it remember there's no rush there really isn't a rush right uh take your time and master your weight once and for all be done with it um, Connie, you're welcome. Thank you for being on the call, guys. Great questions, great um, contributions. I appreciate it. Have a super day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.